and welcome to episode 30 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. Today's show is entitled Porn in the UK. We're going to be talking about a new law that's going into effect in the UK. We're going to be talking about the implications that it has in the United States and worldwide, as well as how the internet is legislated around the world. And we're going to be talking about some other things regarding the internet and the shooting in Christchurch and how the concept of social media and the content on the internet as a whole is going to maybe be started to look at a little bit differently and in a way that should be scary to most people if you value your privacy, if you value your freedoms, and you don't want a government entity telling you what you can and what you cannot view online. This UK law that's coming out, it's been, like everything else recently in the UK, a bloody mess. It's a law that that's, they've been trying to enforce now, or they've been trying to figure out how to enforce for well over a year. The original legislation was written in 2017, where it talks about of the legislation like the United States is all convoluted as well, because there's a lot of things in this legislation. One is talking about access to pornography in the UK. The UK Independent says that this controversial new ban that's been worked on for more than a year is continuing to be delayed as the government attempts to decide how exactly it should be implemented. This is what happens in the United States. This is what happens seemingly worldwide, where you have government bodies that decide upon new rules and regulations. They come out with new laws that say, you can't do this, or you have to do this, and they have no idea how they're going to enforce it. To me, this should be one of the first things that you consider when you're coming up with new legislation, when you're coming up with new rules. I mean, parents, if you have kids, when you say, hey, you have to be in by 10 o'clock at night, you're the cop. You're the one that has to make sure they actually come in. You have to have a way to enforce these rules. You have to have a way to enforce these regulations. If you don't, coming up with the... Now, if you're a parent and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to Hawaii for a month, but while I'm gone, you need to be in the house by 10 o'clock. And there's nobody there to check on them. You have no, I mean, maybe you could put cameras in because that's the society we're living in now where everybody puts cameras into their house. But you get the idea. If you're a government entity that is going to make a law for your citizens, maybe before you publish the law and what you want it to do, you should figure out how to get it to do it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's because I have this thing in my head that wants things to be logical and things rarely are. But usually, logic will help bring things to fruition rather than being very pie in the sky like a lot of these government boards seem to be where they want to do something. They say this is the new rule. This is, how, this is what we're going to do. We're going we're to force everybody in the UK that wants to view porn that they have to verify their age is over 18. And they never really think about how they're going to do it. Now, what they're talking about right now, and this is something they're saying could be implemented as soon as next month, people that want to view free porn in the UK, 
would either have to buy a porn pass, which is really just a great concept, I guess, or upload an ID that would prove that they're 18 years old. Now, I know what you're thinking. Fake IDs have been around for a long, long time. How are we proving such things? The porn passes they're talking about, like your local gas stations and stuff like that, carrying them. So, you know, kids have never been able to like buy beer and stuff when they're under 21 here in the United States. So this is going to work really, really well. And people are going to profit on this, of course, because these passes are not free and they're being sold by third parties, which also to me makes absolutely zero sense because the UK government decided they wanted this done, but they didn't want to be in charge of actually figuring out the infrastructure on getting it done. <laughs> Yay, UK. Glad to know that there's a government that is maybe even worse than the United States when it comes to putting out concise laws that can be easily interpreted and easily enforced. As far as being interpreted, just wait until you hear what they are classifying or how they are classifying what this adult content slash porn is. These things that you're going to have to buy. So if you want to buy a porn pass, it's going to cost between five and 10 pounds. And nobody's really sure if that's a one-time thing. So, you know, the minute you turn 18, maybe you can go buy a porn pass. And will that last forever? I doubt it. Because like anything else, it's like the, like the tollways here in Illinois. We were told when they built the tollways, I wasn't around, but you could read the newspapers. When the tollways were built in Illinois, the only reason the toll booths were up there was, you know what, we're going to do this, it's going to pay for the roads, and then the toll booths are going to go away, it's going to be a great utopia, and the roads will be great, the tolls will go away. We're just using the toll booths to pay for what we just built. Seemed like a great idea. The toll booths have never gone away and the tolls continue to rise. Go figure, a government that either lied or is totally incompetent. But I digress. You're going to have to buy this in the UK, and who's going to be profiting from this? I'm not really sure. It seems like it's the third parties. The money's not going to the UK, so there will now be a business model in the UK to basically confirm somebody's age for money. And again, Who's checking the IDs? If you walk into your local gas station to buy one of these, is the guy behind the counter really going to care? You know, maybe you're slipping him an extra 10 if you really need a porn pass and you're under 18. This law, like so many things, is being sold under the guise of for the children. We have to think of the children. And it, it makes me start to wonder if we really want to live in a world where everything is child safe. There are so many things that kind of come to mind with this. You know, you think about when parents have a new baby, there's a whole process, there's a whole business model built upon child safing your homes. You have ways to keep cabinets from opening, you got the big bumpers to put on the harsh edges of your tables and that, so when your kid takes a header, you know, hopefully they don't wind up in the hospital. You know, it's basically trying to make your environment one big, happy, safe bubble for your children. And that I get for really, really young children. We don't want to be taking toddlers and leaving the bleach out on the floor. Just saying you probably don't want to do that. So there is some things that have to be done for the children. But once you start making everything in the world child safe, then nothing is made 
for adults. And you have to really start dumbing down things. And this all results in taking away your right to do stuff that you probably want to do. How many things are we being sold right now as being for the children? You have the shootings at schools in the United States. Of course, we have to take away your guns for the children. In the UK, oh, we can't allow people to view porn. Think of the children. Well, here's the interesting thing. The UK has already taken the guns. That part of the liberty in the citizens of the United Kingdom, they don't have the right to own guns in the UK. So the next thing, this is why we're not talking about porn here in the United States. This is why in the United States, it's not porn is the big problem where the children guns has to be because it's just a road to hell where the things are going down a line. The UK is already taking care of guns. It should be a utopia, right? You hear the people on the left, right? I know I'm saying that a lot. You hear the people on the left kind of pushing the concept that if we would just take the guns away, the United States would be a utopia. But then you go and look at the UK where they're now trying to get rid of porn. They've also been banning the sale of knives being sold in multi-packs because you know what happens when you take away guns from the citizens of a place like the United Kingdom and they want to do other people harm, they start stabbing them. I mean, at least maybe you have to get closer to your victim. I can understand there's a little bit of logic to that, but the concept that if you take away guns, you're going to have a utopia and people aren't going to want to do each other harm is totally disproven in the UK already because they have knife violence problems, but now they're worrying about porn. We have to worry about porn for the children. If everybody was really worried about the children, especially here in the United States, I don't know what the stats are in the UK, but if you were really worried about the children, why aren't you worried about distracted driving? Texting and driving, distracted driving kills way more kids than guns and does way more harm than porn. But I digress. Let's look at this concept of making porn unaccessible, illegal to view to those under 18 in the UK. There's a lot of logic that doesn't really play out when you start looking at a lot of these things. The concept is we want to keep porn away. You have to be 18, they're saying, to view porn in the UK. The age of consent in the UK is 16, which means at the age of 16 in the UK, you can be fucked, but you can't view adult content. And this app, this is the same thing in the United States. This is not something that is unique to the UK. And it's always something that has bugged me from a standpoint of laws where I think they should make sense, where I think that should be a, again, a clear stepladder going up for things. Meaning if you're going to be an adult at one age for one thing, you should probably be an adult, you know, consider it an adult at that age for everything. Here in the United States, there are people on the left that want to push for the voting age to be lowered from 18 to 16. We also have the same type of people pushing children out there at 15, 14 years old who are trying to tell us what the gun legislation in the United States should be. So are they children or are they adults? It bothers me that the current laws 
in the United States and seemingly in the UK because the age of consent is 16 in the UK. The age of consent in the United States, I believe, goes from anywhere from 15 to 18. But using the age of 16, there are states in the United States and there is the whole of the United Kingdom where you're go- it's going to be legal for an adult of any age to have sex with a 16-year-old, but if you take a picture of them naked, you will be a felon. You will be a criminal. It doesn't make sense. We have to get these kind of things worked out. There should be somebody kind of looking at all these laws going, you know, there should be some kind of uh, consistency in the laws. There should be some kind of logic to them, and there should be an easy way to understand what is legal and what is not. I think there's a lot of people in the United States who just assume the age of consent is 18 everywhere, but that is really the minority of states, California being one of them, which is weird because you would think like the most liberal of all states would be, well, more liberal, but the age of consent in California is 18. Here in Illinois, it's 17, and there are other states where it's 16, 15. There are websites you can look this stuff up. But that kind of blew my mind because it's something you don't really think about. You don't really talk about in polite company, but the laws from state to state vary in the United States. And I looked up the UK, and they seem to be a blanket 16. So if you're in the UK and the girl's 16 or the boy's 16, you're good. But don't show them porn until they're 18. So you could screw them, but don't show them porn very clear. It's okay to screw them at 16, not okay to show them porn. Does that make sense? I'm sure it does to somebody, and you'll have to explain it to me because I just don't get it. But this is all for the children, of course. There's, There's no doubt about it. Let's remember here in the United States, Judge Roy Moore, that was running for whatever he was in whatever southern state I can't even remember now, He was called a pedo for dating 16-year-olds, but there's really a big push to make 16-year-olds adults now, so I don't, I still, I don't get it. There's no logic. I'm not understanding. Somebody will have to explain that one to me. Now, the reports out of the UK, I just, again, I'm missing the logic in this. Here is a quote. This is a world-leading step forward to protect our children from adult content, which is currently far too easy to access online. This is a spokesperson for the Department of Digital, Culture, Media, and Sport. Wow, the UK has some really, really cool government entities. They continue, the government and the BBFC as the regulator have taken the time to get this right, and we will announce a commencement date shortly. So they're looking to push this into into law. The BBFC, as far as what I can understand, is what the MPAA here is in the United States, which is the board that tells you what a movie rating is. So this is the one that we're going to be telling you if it's content that is acceptable or not for those under 18. Jim Killick, executive director of the Open Rights Groom, added, the delays have been very much to do with the fact That privacy has been considered at the last minute, and they're having to try to find out some way to make these services a bit safer. So what they're saying is the services involved that they are putting their trust in, the UK is putting their trust in, making their citizens go register with to verify their age of 18, 
They're now worried about the privacy of said citizens and what's going to happen with that data. I mean, really? You're putting into the hands of third parties a porn membership list, more or less. And at the last minute, you realize, hey, maybe these third parties are going to use this data improperly. You know, how do we protect their citizens now? They want to protect everything. And as we all know, this is leading down the slippery slope that the more of your freedom you give away for convenience, the less of everything you have. The UK still, I guess, has not learned that lesson. The website and gadget says of this whole UK debacle, all of this effort may be for nothing because there are technical and practical holes that the law doesn't cover. Even the BBFC doesn't believe that age verification will prevent under 18s from accessing adult content. On its website, the body says, quote, age verification is not a silver bullet, adding that determined teenagers will find ways to access pornography. The aim of this project, as far as the BBFC is concerned, is to try to mitigate the risks of, quote, stumbling across material. I use the internet a lot. I am on the internet probably way more than I should be. Hours a day. I have never stumbled across pornography. I mean, I don't know what you're searching for, and I'm sure it must happen to somebody. Maybe you have a story, and if you do, feel free to reach out to us here. Send us an email at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. But does anybody actually just stumble across pornography anymore? I mean, do you sit down? and you type into your favorite web search engine, whether it be Bing or Google or DuckDuckGo, which you should be using because it'll protect your privacy. How often do you just type in something like, you know, uh, Obama? How often do you type in something like Trump? How often do you type in something like, what's the weather? And get porn. I don't know. I don't think it's ever really happened to me recently. I mean, I know they're back in the day, you ran into pornados every now and then, but I don't see this as a problem. I've never once heard from my parents who use the internet, how do we stop seeing all this porn that we don't want? Never heard it. So I don't understand the concept of a governmental type agency, in this case the BBFC, saying it's not a silver bullet. We know determined teenagers are going to find porn anyway. This is just to help people from stumbling across it. So we're making a law that we know isn't going to work. We're charging people for the process that we know isn't going to work. And it's to protect people from stumbling across porn. But they're right when it comes down to looking at how you can take something like this law and actually enact it and actually make it a reality. A lot of porn sites come out of the United States and other parts of the world that are not the UK. So in order for this to work, These sites either have to play ball with the UK and put systems into their websites that go, hey, this IP address is from the UK. Let me send them back to get their verification in the UK before they can access me. Why companies outside of the UK would give a shit about what the UK wants? I don't know. So that's like the first big problem. So then if the companies aren't going to play ball, The only way for this really to work is for the UK to start blocking sites, 
or for the UK to start having major an infrastructure that can try to determine what content is, and that's really not an easy thing. But as far as blocking sites, something I came across while doing a little bit of research kind of blew my mind and showed me again where I think we're going in the United States if we are not careful. This came from an article in the UK's Spectator. That sort of ban would be a bold step, but it is possible, they say, in regards to banning the sites that they feel have inappropro content, as my buddy Larry at that Larry show would say, inappropro. So the UK is possibly could do that. If the sites don't play ball, they could just decide to block those sites entirely from the UK. As an aside, the UK spectator added, the American shock tabloid, the National Enquirer, which has an admirable record of ignoring super injunctions, has been blocked from UK browsers for some time. This I did not know. The United Kingdom is blocking access to the National Enquirer because it is inappropriate content for their citizens. What the hell is wrong with you people in the UK? The National Enquirer is worthy of blocking. I mean, I'm not saying it's a place I'd go for hard-hitting news, but it's an entertainment site. And you think this is such horrible content that it has to be blocked from an entire country and its population. The National Enquirer. Is this really where we're going as a society now, which is, oh, content that's bad, you must find out a way to ban it. You must find out a way to keep people from accessing it. The people that are providing it, which we're going to talk about in a minute, need to be held accountable and put in jail. It's really a crazy concept to me. As a guy that's watched the internet kind of go from the very small, where nobody in the public was really using it, to where it is today, it's amazing to me that what started out as something that was supposed to help promote people speaking freely across the world is once again being turned into something that is countries are trying to very much limit the scope and very much trying to limit the access you can get to certain things. Of course, one of the other problems they're going to have with enforcing this porn ban is that the ban would simply have these sites go, hey, you're from the UK, you have a UK IP address, we'll send you back for your verification. There are VPNs, virtual private networks, that you can subscribe to. There's free ones out there as well, but I wouldn't recommend them because as any product, if it's free, you're the product. Your data is the product. So, I mean, if you really want to give up that much privacy, feel free. But there are some great VPNs out there that you can get for under $3 a month that if you're in the UK, you could just go, hey, run this through New York. Boom. You can go look at all the porn you want because every website that you're now going to thinks you're in the United States where we don't yet block anybody from accessing free porn. Why don't parents ever take responsibility? That's a question for me here. With all this stuff, why is it the government? Why are we going to the government and saying, can you please keep our children from accessing porn? Parents, here's a little clue. If you don't give your fucking kid a computer, if you don't give your kid a phone, 
if you don't give your kid a tablet where they can access it without you watching them and monitoring them, they cannot access porn. It's called being a parent. It's called making the rules yourself. But I digress because that's a whole nother rant and a whole nother podcast. And maybe it's a topic you may hear on a brand new show I am putting together with Ryan Bemrose, Sir Bemrose of No Agenda Troll Room fame. It's called Grumpy Old Ben's. And our first episode will be coming out shortly. So keep out an eye for that because we're both angry old tech guys. And this kind of seems like maybe just the type of thing we would talk about. But it's very easy using a VPN to get around this law already. So you could either go pay to register with a questionable third party. And all you're getting for that is access to sites that you could get by spending a couple bucks a month that also protect your privacy. I think VPN use is going to get very, very popular soon in certain parts of the world. Although, just before recording this podcast, I also saw that Russia is currently really, really breaking bad on the VPN concept. And we're forcing people that uh, that have VPN servers within their country to give them access, NordVPN, a VPN service that I highly recommend, are shuttering and destroying all servers in Russia. So if you're in Russia, I feel bad for you. This VPN stuff's getting a whole lot harder. But VPNs have always been around. They've always helped people protect their privacy. They've always been something that, as long as they still exist, will help anybody, children included, to get around this UK porn ban. But let's talk about for a minute what they're actually calling pornography. This is the greatest thing. If you want to go to the website, you can go to legislation.gov.uk and you can find this. The meaning of pornographic material. In part, pornographic material, except in the expression of extreme pornographic material, means any of the following. A a video work in respect of which the Video Works Authority has issued an R18 certificate. This makes sense. This seems to me the R18 certificate is similar to what an X rating would be here in the United States. B, material that was included in a work to which paragraph A applies. So anything, screen caps, anything taken out, that would also be included. If it is reasonable, to assume from its nature that the inclusion was among the reasons why the certificate was an R18. So I guess, you know, if you take out a clothed picture of your favorite porn star, that would be okay. C, any other material, if it is reasonable to assume from its nature that any classification certificate issued in respect of a video work, including it, would be an R18 certificate. Because here was, I was starting to question, they were talking a lot about videos, but videos aren't the only porn you can get. I mean, porn has been around for a long time in picture format. It's been around in text format. So this, this C in this part of what is pornographic material, when they say any material that would be, if it was in a work of video, would get the X rating here in the U.S. or the R18 rating there, would be considered pornographic material. So by this law, we're not just talking about video sites now. We're talking about any site that may include pornographic, whatever they're calling that, but nude images, that kind of thing. So this is really getting down a slippery slope because we know that these things 
exist in a lot of different places. And we also know that this law specifically doesn't cover things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. They're all allowed to police themselves. We know that Tumblr had a huge porn problem and they ended up shuttering themselves. But if there's a social media site where there's porn posted on it, this law in the UK admittedly will do nothing about that. This is strictly going after the larger sites, allegedly, at least that's right now, that have this kind of material. But again, what is pornographic material? D, a video work in respect to which the Video Works Authority has issued an 18 certificate, and it's reasonable to assume from its nature that it was produced solely or principally for the purpose of sexual arousal. E, material that was included in a video work to which paragraph D applies, if it is reasonable to assume from the nature of the material that it was produced solely or principally for the purposes of sexual arousal. Any other material, if it is reasoned to assume from its nature that it was produced solely or principally for the purposes of sexual arousal. This phrase is used a lot. And it starts making me wonder because it doesn't specifically say that there has to be a video depiction of sexual intercourse. It doesn't say that there has to be any nudity. It doesn't give you any way of knowing where the line actually is, except if they believe the video was produced solely or principally for the purposes of sexual arousal. Has anybody seen music videos? Has anybody seen like what Beyonce puts out? Somebody posted the other day in the No Agenda troll room a video from Keisha, the song TikTok. I'm pretty sure that video was put out solely or principally for the purposes of sexual arousal. Don't know what else it is, but there are a lot of videos that I would not consider pornographic that I would consider produced solely or principally for the purposes of sexual arousal. So it's an interesting thing to go through and read this just droning and repetitive and this crazy legislation. To think that there's a government that sat around in a room and hashed this kind of stuff out, it is just sad in a way. It's sad that this is where we are as a society. It's sad that we are continuing as governments to try to take rights away to protect the children when parents should be doing that job. It's not that hard. Children under 18, it's not a right for them to have a cell phone. It's not a right for them to have a computer. The devices that parents want to give them can be easily monitored if parents would just take a minute to figure out how to do it or ask somebody that knows how to do these things. It's ridiculous that a government is basically trying to sanitize the internet and make it safe because it's never going to happen. There are many other loopholes around that. You know, kids can get beer underage, they can get pornography. It's not hard. I understand the concept for the children, but when you're doing such massive campaigns, and I'm what I'm sure is a massive cost. It really makes no sense when you're aware going into this that it's nearly impossible to actually accomplish what it is you're trying to do. But about those social media sites, 
This was also taken from the UK Spectator. It says, this weekend, the Mail on Sunday reported that ministers were drawing up plans for a powerful new regulator, OFWEB, O-F-W-E-B, to fine social media giants for failing to remove, quote, harmful content. Experts believe these new rules will apply to popular forums such as Mumsnet and TripAdvisor, too. Don't know what Mumsnet is. Maybe it's something to do with parenting. And obviously, maybe they need some help on that in the UK since they want to block content from the whole world. But hey, again, tangent. But if these kind of things are going to be applying to sites like TripAdvisor, anywhere people are using the uploading content, uploading comments, you're getting into an area that is almost nearly impossible to police, but that's exactly what they're trying to do. This is what happened recently. We all know about the shootings in Christchurch. We know it was a tragedy, but what is happening after this is an even bigger tragedy. The fact that you have a country, in this case, New Zealand, who is trying to now do massive gun reforms to take away guns from everybody because one asshole committed a crime, but not even a citizen of the New Zealand committed a crime. We now have to take the rights away from everybody. This is the kind of logic that makes zero sense to me, because if somebody uses a gun and we try to take away guns from everybody, then when somebody runs people over with a car, we better damn well go after cars for everybody. And somebody gets stabbed, so you better take all the knives away. And then somebody's going to pour bleach on somebody, whether they paid for it or not, Jesse. And then you're going to have to make bleach illegal. So fuck getting white clothes. You're never going to have white underwear again unless they're brand new because bleach, it's going to have to fucking go. Anything used in a crime, if this is the knee-jerk reaction people are going to have, we got to get rid of baseball bats. I'm sure people have been killed by being hit in the head with a can of corned beef hash. So fuck it, corned beef hash got to go too. These knee-jerk reactions are absolutely nuts. And New Zealand, what's wrong with you? But it's going beyond that now. Because they're starting to go after the people that run these social networks, which, hey, I'm not saying some of these guys don't deserve it. I mean, Zuck, you unleashed Facebook on us. You probably deserve a very slow ride to hell. But with that said, I don't believe that the people that run and people that own these social media sites should be responsible for the material that is posted on them. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. This is taken from the UK Sun, an article which is talking about this New Zealand thing, saying Prime Minister Scott Morrison, a set to introduce the new bill to Parliament next week after the slaughter of 50 people at two mosques that was broadcast live on Facebook. The proposed law would cover abhorrent, violent material, such as videos that show terrorist attacks, murders, or rapes. The Australian government will seek to put two new sets of offenses in the criminal code. It will be a criminal offense for social media platforms, which is Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, not to remove abhorrent, violent material quickly. The speed of the removal would be determined by a jury and would be punishable by possibly up to three years in jail for Australian or overseas executives or fines that could reach up to 10% of the platform's global annual turnover. So here we're going after your rights and your money. That's usually all what these things are. But this again should worry everybody when it comes to a freedom standpoint, a freedom of information, a freedom of communications. 
because we know how social media sites work. We know how much material is actually being posted, and it's impossible to keep material off the site completely. And I understand that some people want some material taken down. Some people find things offensive. Other people will say freedom of the press, having this stuff up there shouldn't be taken down at all. There's probably a line somewhere in there that makes the most sense, but this is absolutely insane. Again, when you're dealing with a global phenomenon that is the internet, it's almost impossible to enforce such things. I don't know what Australia is going to do when a social media company that's, say, based in Panama, which is where NordVPN is based because they don't have to answer DMCAs, they don't have to worry about all this stuff because the local laws kind of give them a free reign on all of this stuff. I don't know what Australia is going to do when a social network that's based in a place like Panama has a video up that they don't like and how they think they're going to fine or jail the people that are running these networks. What this is basically going to do is start making people relocate where all of these things are into areas where these laws don't exist because the internet is a worldwide phenomenon. I guess most of you probably know that, so there's no spoilers here, but it's really hard for the United States when you talk about things even like net neutrality. All bits should be tr treated equally, man. Well, you know what? If they're coming from Canada, Canada might say, fuck you. If they're coming from England, well, they're, they're probably going to block you because they're going to think you're a porn site now. It just doesn't work. The internet only works when it's completely and utterly and totally free, and it's up to consenting adults to figure out what content they want to consume and it's the parents job to decide what their children view and what they don't i'm tired of hearing the concept of all of this stuff is for the children when it's all a bunch of crap if you're really worried about the children do me a favor go talk about distracted driving and talk to the children don't try to take my guns away don't try to take the rights of adults to look at adult content online away because you don't want to parent your own kid. And just to prove that laws don't work, here in the beautiful city of Chicago, we're just outside of Chirac. So far this year, 416 people have been shot. 154 people have been shot in March. Here we are on uh, March 30th. And we're in a city here in Chicago with some of the harshest gun laws around. And people are still getting shot. Why is that? Why is that, governments? Don't you understand the laws only work if you have a way to enforce them? They only work if you can actually do something to stop them. Making laws because you hope things are going to change, that you hope things will be different, that you just want to wish these bad things away for the children just doesn't work. And I know this was kind of a ranting episode. And that was partially because of the new podcast we're putting together, Grumpy Old Ben's. We're you're going to get a lot of that type of material because if you think that I can go on a rant, Mr. Bemrose, who will be my co-host on this Grumpy Old Ben's podcast, he takes it to a whole nother level. You'll want to tune in. And I, we had a conversation the other day about what usually on a podcast, if you have co-hosts, one of them is going to try to like rein the other one in. I, I think we both are going to just try to, once somebody gets lit, are just going to try to keep throwing more gasoline on the fire. So we're going to hope that is going to be an entertaining podcast. 
grumpyoldbens.com. The first episode will hopefully be out shortly after this one drops. We're set to record it within just minutes of the end of me recording this show. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I hope you like what you're hearing uh, here on the Random Thoughts podcast. You can visit us online, randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts. You can follow us on Twitter at Random Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, podcast again. You can follow my Twitter at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. And you can always email us at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Do me a big favor and subscribe to the podcast if you can. And if really, the biggest favor of all would be tell a friend, turn them onto the show, because that's the way podcasts grow. It's very hard for people to find podcasts organically. So if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell five friends. Hopefully they'll dig the content too. So until next time, protect your privacy. If you're in the UK, be really careful about that porn man and, you know, grab a VPN and practice safe computing. I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.